Thank you for joining us virtually this morning as we honor and celebrate the senior class of 2020. Uh, I wanted to say a special congratulations from another graduate. Um, it only took me 20 years to earn this thing. I hope that each of you takes a little less time than I did to make it to your next graduation or great career move or whatever plans you have. And if the rest of us as part of this congregation and anyone who is joining in could remember our graduates in prayer and just really lift them up and support them um, as they move forward into this new phase of life. Um, that's really cliche, but I, I'm better at writing. So thank y'all for joining us and welcome to the well. I come, quiet my soul, remember, redemption's hill, where your blood was spilled, 
my ransom and everything I once held dear I count it all as lost lead me to the cross Anna Klein and I will be graduating from Lewisburg High School this year and next year I will be going to the University of Southern Miss to major in forensic chemistry. My favorite verse is 1 Peter 5 7 which is cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The well has been a huge part of my life since I was in eighth grade. Since then I've grown up and found myself and I don't think I would have been able to do that without the family that I have here. I've changed a lot since then mostly in a good way and that's thanks to the loving community that we have here at The Well. I don't really know what I'm going to do next year when I move five hours away, but hopefully we figure that out pretty quickly. Thank you for your support, and thanks for coming to my TED Talk. My name is Gabe Michael Van Nostrand. I am a Lewisburg High School senior, and my future college is ICC, and I'm going to move on to Ole Miss. And I intend to major in music education and performance. My favorite scripture would have to be 2 Kings 3.15, and what the well means to me is a place that people can come together to grow relationships with the community and grow their relationship with God. 
just like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy. When all of a sudden, I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory, and I Your affections 
I'm Julia. I'm graduating from Lewisburg High School and I'll be attending Mississippi State in the fall to double major in chemistry and microbiology. My favorite Bible verse is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. It's been really great to go to the well and have a youth group that I can grow and learn in and just make friends with people and it's just been a really great experience for me to grow closer to God with those people. My name is Morgan Vandenberg and I'm a senior at Lewisburg High School and I plan on attending the University of Mississippi in the fall where I will major in biology and hopefully become a physical therapist. My favorite verse is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. Instead, repay evil with a blessing, because this you are called so that you may inherit a blessing. The well has always been a special place to me because every time I go in, there's always welcoming and accepting people there. It's like my second family. And I know no matter what situation's going on in my life, I know every time I walk into the well or just get with the community of the people at the well, I just feel at home and at peace with God.
Hi, my name is Wesley Truitt, or you can call me Hayden, Wes, Derek Weasley. Don't know where that one came from, but I am a senior at Lewisburg High School. I'm looking to go to Delta State University to be a uh, football manager and maybe have a major in audio technology or audio engineering, you might know. Um, really don't have a favorite scripture, but it could be just Jesus wept. Short, short and simple. The well... Um, it's a very comfortable place. I know so many people there that I didn't know actually would treat me or uh, accept me for who I am. It means it means a lot to me. I don't really know how to describe it. It just means a lot. I mean, knows it means uh, I guess that I'm really accepted there. Most places, most churches I've been to, I've really been an outcast, uh, not really accepted for who I am. Um, but it's a church that actually shows that. They love me. It's, it means a lot to me. My name is Xander Luke, and I'm a senior at Lewisburg High School. I've been accepted to the University of Alabama in Huntsville to study mechanical engineering. I hope to eventually work for Tesla and develop advanced systems that make driving safer and more comfortable. My favorite Bible verse is from Proverbs 18.13. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. I love this verse because it calls me out on something I struggle with a lot. There's a reason we have two ears and one mouth. The well has been an important part of my life because it helped me find a good relationship with God. The well is also very important to me because it pretty much kept me alive with the Gatorade during marching bands. My favorite worship song is Praise God From Whom All Blessings Flow because it's what my extended family sings before every large meal. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the glory. Forever. Amen. Hey guys, it's Nisha. Um, I want to talk to you a minute about faith while you're in college and give you some advice, I hope. Um, so I graduated college in 2018 from the Mississippi University for Women. Um, and I would say the most important thing is to like 
have fun mainly because I mean college is hard so it's important to have fun like to keep it going um, keep your spirits up because work is gonna be hard um, and it's it's really easy to get distracted and like stray away if you are not having fun and enjoying um, college in the right way so for me being a part of campus ministry was a way to keep me grounded uh, while I was in college and like having fun and knowing like good wholesome fun to have or whatever and like being disciplined so um, being a part of a campus ministry is really how I found my faith and like solidified it like what I believe and why um, and so I think that could be very important um, for all um, for all college students I was a part of the um, what do we call it, like leadership team or ministry team. Um, I wouldn't say like you have to be a part of the ministry team, but just like going to West, going to a um, campus ministry. I was a part of the West. It was just like going to a campus ministry and being involved, uh, making it a point to be disciplined and talking to people, making community and relationships with like-minded people is very important and to have like accountability partners while you're in college um hope this was helpful i hope you have fun while you're in college uh these are going to be the best times like i still have long-term friends from college from um wesley foundation and from um friends who weren't uh, part of the wesley foundation like we are all still good friends um so these are like memories that you would make for a lifetime so make the most of it it's gonna be great y'all have fun Hey seniors, first off, congratulations. You guys have finished high school. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so excited for you as you go off to college. I wanna share something with you guys real quick. This right here is my senior Bible from when I graduated high school. And you guys are gonna be getting one really soon as well. It is important that you will always have the word with you. It's important to stay connected to the word because you're gonna get busy and it's gonna be stressful in college, but it's okay, because you'll have the word, and God is gonna guide you. He'll be there with you every step of the way. He's guided you thus far, and he will continue to guide you. Some of the things you can do, and I would encourage you to get connected, find a campus ministry, or even go to a local church in your college town, so that you can stay connected, and that you won't be an island in college. So, fun story about this Bible. If you look right here, you see this massive stain right here. My first weekend home, I had hurriedly packed a duffel bag just for the weekend, and I went home, and I realized when I got home that my duffel bag had a very, very strong scent coming from it. And I said, that's weird. And so when I opened the duffel bag up, I got hit in the face with a body spray scent. Um, it turns out that the body spray bottle had busted open in my hurriedness to pack and to get home. Moral of the story, don't be in a hurry to pack stuff. Make sure you pack it correctly because something like that could happen, and that's no fun for anybody. However, I will say that the Bible, to this day, you can still kind of smell body spray. It's a fun time. Anyway, I'm so proud of you guys. I look forward to seeing how far you guys go in your college careers. Don't forget to stay in the Word. Stay connected. 
Hey seniors, it's Nicole. I am here to kind of help you guys, give you guys some advice on how you can uh, keep your faith while you're navigating all that other crap that you, you're gonna have to start going through soon. Um, the first piece of advice that I would like to give is find a really good group of friends that have the same core values as you. So they're they have a really nice foundation and rooted in their faith and in the gospel. Because these are the people that you're going to lean on the most. And having people who are rooted in faith is going to help so much when you're trying to navigate through college. And having people who can help you work through those things that you wouldn't necessarily know how to work through yourself is gonna be very important. Having people who have the same um, structured faith foundation as you is just gonna um, help even more so with that. The second piece of advice that I wanna give is kind of like, it's a duh, but it's also forgotten a lot. One of the most important things that you guys all need to remember is the word no. Uh, no is very powerful. No is very strong. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. Um, say no. Make your own decisions. Make your own choices. Be who you want to be. Be who you are. Um, and don't try to be somebody that someone wants to fit into a mold. And that circles back to having a really good group of friends. Um, you want the people that you're surrounded by to uh, be friends with you for you and allow you to figure out who you are and what you like. And you don't want to be around the people that want to fit you into a specific mold of what you they think you should be. The friends that you make now in college are probably going to be the friends that you have forever. This is really exciting and enjoy every second of it. So that's what I have for you guys. Congratulations. I'm sorry that you guys are graduating in a pandemic with murder hornets, but I guess it is what it is. So, bye everyone. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a little secret. Um, <laughs> you know what most graduation commencement speeches have in common? Uh, coming from a 20, year, 20 plus year at this point, youth ministry veteran, uh, one who's been to my fair share of graduation speeches, I have come to the understanding that they all, most of them have, not all of them, most of them have one thing in common. They are absolutely terrible. Uh, they're long, they're boring. Most of the time, the topic doesn't even have to do with who is sitting there into the relevance of the context. Um, and it's incredibly frustrating. And uh, don't tell anybody, but in the last few years of youth ministry, I quit going to graduations for that because it got to be so frustrating and uh, no one knew the difference. So don't tell, please don't give my secret away. Um, but the idea is, it's the same time at church, sometimes we can do the same thing. We look at the youth of our church and we go, man, you are the future of the church. You are the one that's going to do so much good in the next several years of life. We don't even mean to do that, but we do it. What's interesting is when the adults have some things in a church that they don't want to do, it's the very first thing they do is they turn to the youth ministry and be like, hey, don't you want to go hang door flyers all around the community? It would be a great way to serve the church. And suddenly they are uh, a current uh, need in the church, right? We don't mean to do these things. And it's the same thing that happens in the graduation commencement exercises. They talk about how you're going to be the future of the world and you're going to make this great impact later on in life. But here's what I'm telling you. That is not necessarily the case. 
As teenagers, you've grown up, and most of you have been told not yet a whole lot. You're told to hold on, or we'll think about it. You know, like, hey, when can I stay at home for the very first time by myself? Not yet. We'll get there. Hey, when can I get a car? Not yet. We'll get there. When can I get a license? Not yet. We'll get there. When can I sit at the adult table at Thanksgiving? No, no. Not yet. I'm here to tell you that all of that is really different when it comes to the reality of Scripture. So in Scripture, uh, what we find, especially when we get into like the story of David, we see that teenagers actually have a pretty large impact on the world right then. You don't have to wait. Uh, and I'm trying to help you understand uh, in the end, you don't have to be, as teenagers and as seniors who are, you are graduating right now, you don't have to be in some holding pattern until you get to some magical age so that you can have an impact in the world or an impact in the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, you can do that right now. So we're going to take a look at 1 Samuel 16. In 1 Samuel 16, you're going to get to see uh, an experience of a teenager uh, who literally was not was left out. So check this out. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, we're going to start at verse 1. So take a moment, grab your Bible, uh, and pull it right up to there. Here we go. It says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? He said, Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. For those of you who are ESPN fans, you've heard that line several times from a few of the commentaries. Uh, I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be the king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about this, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one that I indicate. And Samuel did what the Lord said. And when he arrived at Bethlehem, the leaders of the town trembled when they met him. And they asked, do you come in peace? Don't you love the life of a young the life of a prophet, right? Because they look at him and they're like, uh, gloom and doom is about to take place. Are you, are you? Did you come in peace? And Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. And then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. And when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliam and he thought, surely the Lord's anointed, uh, the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things that people look at. People look at outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And then Jesse called Aminadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. And then Jesse uh, had Shammah pass by. And Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. And Jesse had seven sons, uh, seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. And I can imagine the look on Jesse's face at this point, And I can imagine the look on Samuel's face when he looks at Jesse and says, okay, are these all the sons you have? Can you imagine them just kind of looking around going, this is it? God has sent me to anoint somebody. But something's not right. Are these all the kiddos you got? And he says, they're still the youngest, Jesse said. He's tending the sheep. And Samuel said, we'll send for him. Uh, we will not sit down until he arrives. And so he sent for him and had him brought in. And he was glowing with health. He had a fine appearance and handsome features. And the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. 
So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel uh, then went to Ramah. So when we get to 1 Samuel 16, we find David in the very same place, teenagers, that many of you have been for most of your life. Uh, he literally is in a holding pattern. Not only was he not able to eat at the dinner table at Thanksgiving, he was literally left behind. He's not even at the kitty table. He's left at home. This is kind of like a family going to Easter worship or going to Christmas worship and looking at their youngest child and going, hey, can you go babysit the pets? Because that's kind of what he was doing. And they left him behind and went to this big event where the prophet of God had come to town to make a sacrifice. It's a big deal. And David was left behind. How old was this when this happened? He was probably 10 to 15 years old, roughly. So go figure, right? 10 to 15 years old, left behind to go take care of the other stuff while the family goes out and does the important thing. Well, here's what I'm telling you. Teenagers, I recognize that a lot of times you're overlooked. You feel overlooked. You feel unimportant. And then what happens is many times you actually begin to take in those things. And you begin to feel as if you're unimportant or that you're not valuable or that you have no worth just yet. Well, I'm trying to help you understand here that it's actually the other way around. Throughout history, teenagers have actually had a huge impact on the world. Here's just a few of them. Check these things out. Uh, Robert Heff is up here in the upper left-hand corner. Did you know that it was a 17-year-old who actually made our 50-star uh, United States flag? Uh, when they were bringing in those last couple of states, uh, it became a history project. And they said, oh, here, design this. And he made a 50-star flag and sent it in. You know, he got a B-minus on that project, but yet here we are with that flag, just saying. Uh, when you get here, you get Joseph Armand Bombardier. Uh, he was a Canadian uh, who actually made the first snow, uh, the first snowmobile. Fifteen years old, y'all. Fifteen years old. When we get beyond these two, you get to Louis Braille. Braille was fifteen years old when he made the language for fingers for those who were visually impaired, so that they could continue to read and learn and educate themselves. And then you get Mark Zuckerberg, right? We all know Facebook. We all know the drill here. He was 19 years old when he, put, when he actually started Facebook out of his dorm room at Harvard. But these are more kind of modern looks at it. There's other ones too. When you see this, this is like a, a, an actual picture. Just kidding. This is just a drawing. Of the first holy club uh, that was taken at Oxford, University of Oxford uh, in uh, London. And so Charles Wesley was 19 years old. When he called on his brother, John Wesley, sound familiar, who said, hey, can you, we have formed this club. Can you come help us to, uh, to organize this better and to help us to grow as disciples? And John said, I got you. And he went over there and helped to organize this and thus began the Methodist movement. Ah, pretty nice. 19-year-old uh, who helped to start that movement. And then, this is probably the one that's my favorite. We know this painting very well. You have Jesus here in the middle, and you have his disciples and some other folks who are hanging out there with him. Here's the thing. We see these guys who are balding and bearded and have these really long beards, and some of them we have are a little younger and stuff like that. Listen, <laughs> there is, an, there is a, a scholar. Uh, let me see if I remember his name. His scholar is uh, Ray Vanderland, who actually believes, and I'm fully with him on this, that the, teen, that the uh, disciples were actually teenagers, somewhere between the 18 to 21 range. When you look at some of the scriptures that talk about taxes, um, Peter is the only one 
that it's referred to that he needs to be the one to pay the taxes. That means the rest of them were probably too young, which means they were all teenagers. Does that not help understand the decision-making process of a lot of the disciples when we recognize, hey, those guys were teenagers? That makes a big difference. So teenagers have had a huge impact on the world, not just waiting till later, not just waiting until they're adults. But the difference is, in the end, scripturally, specifically when you get, uh, get into verse 7, we find that it, what God looks at is not the outside appearance, but looks at the heart. doesn't look at the age, it looks at the heart. And God says in verse 7, and let me, let me read for this for you one more time. He says, um, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. God doesn't look, look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So students, um, David was a teenager that actually had an impact on the, on the world in a big way. Uh, and he didn't just wait till he was king. Right after this moment, he goes and slays Goliath. He was a teenager when he slayed Goliath. The one person that the entire Israel army did not want to face. And he goes out there by himself and takes him down. He didn't wait till he was king to have an impact, but he still had an impact then too. He had an impact in his uh, teenage years and grew to be a phenomenal uh, military leader for Israel and then literally Israel's greatest king to history. And it was through his line that our Savior comes through. This is who Jesus comes through. So students, what I'm saying is we have trained you uh, seniors, we have trained you to be growing and multiplying disciples of Christ. We have walked with you several times uh, in several methods, in several different avenues coming at you from between worship and small group, youth ministry and things like that to help you to learn how to grow to be multiplying disciples of Christ. And I want to remind you just very quickly, there's two fronts in which you do this. The very first thing is to go, okay, what do I have to do to grow? Well, it's the spiritual disciplines. We know these as... The means of grace, right? Here's the list of the means of grace. Searching for scripture, searching the scriptures. In other words, reading your word, but more than just reading, but searching. Prayer, holy communion, fasting and abstinence. Fasting being uh, you know, abstaining from food. Abstinence being abstaining from other habits that may not necessarily even be food related. And then holy conferencing. These habits are two-sided, and this is where I tell you that there's two fronts here. These things are all things that can be done individually. Holy communion, not so much, but for the most part, they're all things that can be done individually. But these are also all things that you can be held accountable to communally as well. So seniors, it is truly important when you walk out of the well, when you walk out of your high school experience, you're not graduating from the faith and going to college. You are actually continuing your faith. You're strengthening your faith. So I'm encouraging you, jump into the local church, jump into uh, your local community uh, Christian organizations there on campus. The Wesley Foundation specifically is what I would give you thumbs up to. But at this point, anything, uh, we would also go, hey, this is great. Be involved in a local church and a local organization there on campus. In addition to that, I would tell you to learn and continue to learn how to make new disciples. The more new disciples you make, the deeper your faith goes, which means now you're sharing life together, not just with those, but with others in the community at the local church level, as well as uh, at the organizational level on campus. And then learn to serve in the community in some way. Don't just sit back and absorb and take in information, but practice your faith. These are all things. This list, that list I just gave you about community, those are all things that we have taught you over the last several years of, of church life. And I'm encouraging you again, seniors, as you're graduating and you're moving on, these are things that will help you to have adult faith.
to help make that transition from youth ministry type faith to real adult, like, like literal life, young adult life, young adult faith, and facing some of the hardest challenges you'll have coming up. And so you can have that impact now. So seniors, when you leave, here's what I'm giving you the blessing to go do. Have an impact on this world and on this church right now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
you so much for joining us in worship today. I pray it was a blessing for you to be able to see what God is doing in the lives of our graduates and students. Um, you know, for me, I've been a part of so many senior Sundays, and for me as a dad, it was very special for me to have uh, to be a part of my own son's senior Sunday. And so, uh, so I pray it was just as much of a blessing to you. And I hope that you will hunt them down on social media and leave them all sorts of comments of, uh, of congratulations and encouragement as they take this next step. Uh, we also have several things to be able to think about over the next several weeks as well. Uh, you'll be hearing a new update from us about our plans and phasing in of the reopening of our church uh, and what that may look like moving forward. Uh, and so be looking out for that in an email format. Uh, in addition to that, uh, did you know that we're on iTunes and Spotify? Thank you, Jason Plank, for, uh, for making this possible. But we actually have podcasts. So this worship will be on a podcast you can search The Well at Lewisburg on iTunes, on Spotify. You can do that on YouTube as well uh, because we're also on YouTube, not just Facebook. Uh, and then we also have what I don't think a lot of people realize is an email dedicated for prayer. If you have a, a prayer request, if you have a need in the community that you think the church can help out with, you are welcome to send that to prayer at lewisburgwell.org. It's super simple. Uh, and we, we have a team of folks who would be willing to pray over the prayer request uh, as well as uh, praying over them on Tuesday nights. Join us on Tuesday nights for prayer uh, through Zoom. Uh, the information goes out on social media on Mondays and Tuesday mornings uh, to be able to say, hey, come join us and let's continue to be on our face in front of God. The last thing I'm requesting is uh, I would love for have all of you send me videos of you doing the Apostles' Creed. For the last several weeks, we've used all of your videos for the Lord's Prayer. And uh, moving forward, we're going to change this to the Apostles' Creed. So if you can take a moment to send me a selfie video of you saying the Apostles' Creed, taking nice, easy breaks at the obvious points, uh, and, uh, and I will help work on and edit and splice that out. So please take a moment to do that. And you can text that to me. You can email that to me at Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at lewisburgwell.org. But seniors, I want to leave you with this blessing, and this will be our benediction for the day. Uh, I love the Irish blessing. I think it's a perfect blessing for those of you who are graduating and moving forward. So let's, uh, let's finish today with this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rain fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.